On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens. And Cindy, would you be surprised at all to know that the term French isn't really specifically referring to any specific breed of hen, but rather just referring to anything foreign? Sorry, <laughs> that was so poorly timed. <laughs> Wait a minute. So we're using the word French just to refer to anything that's not English. American? English. No, English. Go on. <laughs> so, and it's it's also believed that it's it could be a play on the word. So the Latin word for uh, chicken is like uh, a, a golem. So, and then. And that's very similar to the Latin word. Any anything pertaining to France is Gallic, so chicken, France, so on. Now, Cindy, have you you've heard of the Beanie Baby Bubble? I have. No, I used to have a lot of Beanie Babies. I don't know where they went. I think my mom threw them all out when I moved out. That's too bad because now they're worth nothing. <laughs> You've heard of the housing bubble. Yeah, yep. The dot-com bubble. Have you heard of the chicken bubble? <gasps> That's chicken pox. Thank you very much. And it's called pus, not bubbles. Sorry, that was correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But on an, like a, a more serious note, like our children are never going to have to have chicken pox. You know, that occurred to me a couple of years ago for the first time. It never hit me that my child will never have to deal with chicken pox. Yeah. It's, it was like a rite of passage mm -hmm. in childhood. I remember eating my own body weight in popsicles when I had chicken pox because I had them in my throat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. Good old days. The pop Getting so itchy. Now we just have COVID, <laughs> Delta. Oh. Omicron, Omicron. Omicron, Umicron. Everybody cron! I say a Momicron. Back to the chicken bubble. Between 1845 and 1855 in the United States, there was hen fever. <laughs> no, not like Saturday night, like Saturday night fever. Although some might say it was just as popular and perhaps even more contagious. It was not actually an illness of any variety. Instead, it was a craze for all things chicken. <gasps> Started by Queen Victoria herself. I feel like she's very much like very much a trendsetter in her time. Because of her, we have the white wedding dress, the engagement ring, mm -hmm. and now obsession with chickens. <laughs> KFC. Okay, well, we're getting to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so in 1852, Queen Victoria received seven exotic hens from China. She was so excited by these little fluffy birds that she built an elaborate chicken coop for them, which she eventually did fill with other types of exotic animals, and which she did fill with other types of exotic chicken. And she would reportedly spend hours in the coop, just sitting, relaxing, drinking tea, and watching the little hens run amongst her, her skirts. 
She would very carefully decorate each egg that was laid and then send them to royalty around Europe <laughs> to show off her wealth and her new hobby. Can you, do you know how like around the holidays you always get that gift from a distant relative and you're just kind of like, let's like, let's all see like what Uncle Stephen sent. Can you imagine people during this time like, let's see what Queen Victoria sent us. Oh, it's another egg. Ooh, let's all pretend to be really excited. Make sure the next time we see her at court, you tell her how lovely the egg was. <laughs> Make sure you say thank you. Make sure you take the chicken with you. Just pull it out of the, the, the closet. Just You just have to have it with you for 45 minutes when you see her, and then you can you put it away. <laughs> just have it out when she visits. Exactly. So her preoccupation with her little feathered friends spread like wildfire amongst the lower classes as her perchance for poultry was disseminated by newspapers. And it wasn't before long before this new craze swept across the Atlantic to America. Wait a minute. Sorry. The chicken craze or the decorating the egg craze? Oh, no. The chicken. The, the collecting exotic chickens oh, craze. Oh, okay. That one. Mm. By 1849, Boston had its very first poultry exhibition where <laughs> reportedly 10,000 spectators show up, showed up and there were <laughs> nearly 300 exhibitors. I mean, to be fair, I did also do that episode on the Battle of um, the Battle of Bull Run, where people showed up to watch the Civil War. Like, <laughs> not surprised people showed up to watch a bunch of chickens. Well, these are all like chicken enthusiasts. I mean, it's 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 the eighteen. It's almost eighteen fifty. Like, what are you going to be doing with your time besides re- breeding chickens and raising chickens and seeing chickens exhibited? You could read the Book of Children's Mirth. Or go to a chicken show. (laughs) Mirth without mischief. And I have to say, Cindy, like, I read up a little bit up on the Boston Poultry Exhibition. Well, first of all, you can still go to it. They still have it. Yes, it's not in Boston anymore. It's outside Boston. It has been canceled for the 2021 year due to COVID, unfortunately. However, I think maybe next year we should go. I'm just saying. I'm getting our tickets right now. And I was absolutely fascinated by the, the gentleman who started the poultry exhibition. He was a, a man by the name of Dr. John C. Bennett. And he's a very, to say he's a colorful character is a bit of an understatement. Um, he had commanded a company for the Union in the Civil War. He was an advocate of the health benefits of the tomato. <laughs> he was a tomato advocate? He was... Tuma- he was a tomato advocate. A he was a an, ad- a an, a- an advocato. <laughs> <laughs> an advocato. <laughs> That's amazing. He was, in addition to being an advocato, he was a pioneer in the use of chloroform. As an anesthetic, oh, not so as... he was a serial killer. No, no. <laughs> well, I'm not a serial killer. I'm just a pioneer of the use of chloroform. He was a leader of the Latter-day Saints movement until he was expelled for adultery. He also helped to found some medical colleges, but then ended up selling medical diplomas. And he also bred chicken. <laughs> wow. A real renaissance man. <laughs> 
So the the boon in chickens, it continued like into 1855. At its peak, at its zenith, people were spending up to a dollar per egg, which in uh, modern money, that's about $30 American. Mm -hmm. What? Sorry. I said $3,000. No, not that. <laughs> and then a breeding pair of birds, of exotic birds, would set you back $120, which again, in today's money is about $3,600. To kind of put things into perspective, if you really want to get uh, an exotic, it's a, an, a, a bantam, a Chinese bantam, it's going to cost you $4.19. Stocking stuffers. Adding to your Christmas wish list. There you go. So by 1855, the market for these birds had just been, it had been absolutely flooded with eggs and chickens. Um, and there was just no real market for anymore for them anymore. Um, I found one disgruntled chicken salesman, chicken they call him a chicken boss, but that didn't seem right either. Oh, that sounds so right. No, that sounds... If I'm going to be selling chickens, I am absolutely calling myself the chicken boss. Can you just see the TLC show now? <laughs> chicken boss. Chicken boss. <laughs> Some angry guy in upstate New York. <laughs> I'm the chicken boss. Because we know Ice Road Chicken Truckers was already taken. So. <laughs> Ice Road Chicken <laughs> So this is what one purveyor of poultry is quoted as saying in 1855. It's useless to try to sell them. You can't give up on them. No one will accept them. You can't starve them to death because they'll aggravate you. They'll become fierce and dangerous and they will knock down the strongest closet door. You can't kill them because they are as tough as a rhino and live tenaciously like a cat. Wait a minute, is this, wait, they're describing chickens or they're talking about feminists back in the time? No, we talk about chickens. <laughs> no, that's how they refer to suffragettes. Suffragettes. Tough as a rhino, <laughs> scrappy as a cat, can't give them away, can't lock them in a closet, can't do anything with them. They just want to vote. And that, Cindy, is the story of Hen Fever. Ah, 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 staying a chicken, staying a chicken, ah. Uh, 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 staying a chicken. Chicken, you're a fine girl. What a lovely chicken you'll be. I don't want to be a chicken. I don't want to be a duck. So shake your foot.